0: What's up, guys? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome to episode eight of my podcast, New Perceptions. Um, This podcast is an interesting one. It's with my friend Jumps. Um, I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy it. We, uh, We have never met until like three weeks ago. And Jumps was someone who applied for my internship position. And which isn't filled, by the way, this is being put on hold. The whole intern thing has been put on hold for a minute. Um, But Jumps and I got chatting on FaceTime and we got on really, really well. And he just said, you know what? I'm just going to come out to Cape Town and check it out and hang out with you guys. And that's exactly what he did. He literally booked a flight. And about a month later, he showed up. I picked him up from the airport. And Jumps and I, in three weeks, have basically discovered that we are long lost brothers (laughs) um he's amazing and he's um he's an incredible artist an incredible photographer and just one of the best humans i've ever met i feel incredibly lucky that he's come into my life and i know that he's had an incredible time down here in cape town and that's pretty much what we're talking about his last sort of three weeks and his experiences in cape town shooting and we went up in a helicopter together because he's actually um he's uh part owner of a company called salty wings which is an aerial photography company so we talk about that we talk about shooting we talk about integrating art being an artist and we get pretty deep so i think you guys are going to really enjoy it thank you so much to everybody's who been listening to all the podcasts and um also just a bit of news i've got some new merch coming out soon it's an insane design i'm so so happy with it i've been working with a local designer here in cape town which i'll tell you guys more about at some stage but basically i'm not going to give too much away but it's an incredible design and it's coming out in a couple of weeks so stay tuned for that um but yeah in the meantime enjoy the rest of the podcast and we are live hello i completely change my voice when i go on podcasts unique new york unique Ow, now brown cow (laughs) how's it going jumps good man very good good dude how are you yeah i'm amazing man thank you um Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's episode eight. Yeah. Um, sorry, I haven't done one for a while. It's been a turbulent couple of weeks. <clears throat> but um, I've been enjoying those ti- those times with uh, my new friend, Jumphole from Australia. How's it, bro? How's it, bro? <laughs> He's <already laughs> picked up the lingo. I'm learning, um, I'm learning. But you prefer to be called Jumps. Jumps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jumps is my nickname. Jumps is your nickname. And my full name is Jumpal mm. Williamson, so it's yeah. Jumps was kind of like my Australian nickname given to me at a young age.
0: Round, I dig it. Yeah. Do you feel like it represents you?
1: The word jumps. <sighs> I mean, yes and no. Like, actually, until recently, I thought that it meant something different to what it does. Like, my mum bumped into my U one teacher, who gave <clears> me the name, and I always thought. She, gets, she called me jumps because I don't know it's just like jumping around, and jumping at something. Mm. But apparently it's because I, I could never pay attention to one thing. I was always <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> so, but no, I do I I I do like it because my my real name's a
0: bit different. So, jump pile. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a normal Aussie name. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> and there's a whole story behind that. Yeah, yeah, there is. that is
1: like people people think if they see my name before they see me. They think I'm like an Indian guy or something. Yeah, isn't uh, it? An which Indian is actually of cool. No, it's a Tibetan name. Tibetan name. Yeah.
0: Rad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get into that story. Yeah, for at sure. A bit further into the podcast, but for sure, for sure. Um, I just, I suppose, I'll give you listeners a little bit of background on how me and jumps know each other. Or maybe you should say that. Yeah, I can say. Tell that. the story. Yeah,
1: for sure. So um, the story begins the beginning of 2019. And I think it was January, you put on your Instagram um, story that you were looking for a, an intern.
0: Someone's helped me make my videos. To make your videos and, and take and take your photos. Yeah, go on missions and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I had just, um, was actually traveling, and I was down in a place called Esperance in the south mm. of Western Australia. Um, and haven't managed to see it and had the next couple of months sort of set aside for some travel and I I said I slid into your DMs mate
0: (laughs) you slid right into my DMs (laughs) I was like
1: a hoop snake (laughs) jumped straight in there dropped
0: bear out of the fucking (laughs) 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 dropped in there yeah so I I put a little Instagram story out because I was feeling like at the time I was in a space where I was like okay I want to do this and I want to do it big and I want to do lots of videos and I want (laughs) someone to help me make those videos and I just want it to be more about the message than the then the art and then anyway there was a whole phase where i was like okay i've got this plan (laughs) i'm gonna find like um, the one find a brother to help me um and next thing i know i actually missed your dm completely Mm. i didn't see it at all i got Mm. a lot of dms looking back i probably should have done it in a slightly different way because i just couldn't read everybody's so many people there's so many people that also didn't like see or notice the un- over 18s or only or oh, yeah. over, over 21, or it was, but, but um, it didn't matter because your reputation preceded you. Oh, <laughs> so amazing. it didn't matter that I missed <laughs> Jumps' uh, DM and his application for the internship position because three people that I know and have met and trust and I've worked with on um, in the industry... Of like online social media, arts, Instagram, YouTube, um, three people separately all messaged me saying, um, you should definitely check out this guy, Jumps. Um, we've met him, we've worked with him, he's amazing. And just search for him. He sent you a DM about the internship. Just check him out. Is he's gonna be well yes. worth it. And I was like, Love you guys. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you so much. Like taking this advice on board. Found your DM, checked out your stuff. And then the first thing I noticed was like your very unique style of shooting on your so you're a photographer yes. yes yes um and of course you're i can't remember exactly what you put in your application it was just when people apply for stuff like that kind of the first thing i go through is like go and look and see yeah, if, you're, if you it have out. a portfolio of work totally. Or, or totally straight away so i was like well this guy's got some wild Oh, man. Aerial imagery and all sorts going on. And then the next thing I noticed is that you were um, half of um, a company called Salty Wings. Yep. Which is an aerial photography and print, um, print sales business. Yeah, business. Yep. So
1: fine art prints. They're your photos. Uh, they're mine and also one other guy's. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. A guy called Michael um, Gertzee. He's like my my other brother.
0: Rad. Yeah. Yeah, your business partner. Yes, yeah, so
1: we, we run that together. Yeah, but I so remember when when you when I was I was like driving. I think I was driving somewhere, like in, in the south of WA. And in um, Australia, you, in you have Australia. to drive like very far yeah, distances. Yeah, I think I was you I, plenty I, of driving time. Mate, I think I was actually doing like an eight-hour drive or
0: something. Of course, you had to get your groceries. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just to see mum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was driving, and then like. My phone was on my iPhone cradle, so I wasn't holding it, and I got a notification. And it was like yeah. it's like Ben Ben uh, followed you or like liked one of my photos and I was just like, Bro, that's wild. Like I, I watched you when I was in high school, like so yeah, it was definitely definitely
0: a bit of a spin out. Rad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so then I just sent you a DM? Yep. This is like the long story of how we met. <laughs> and like how did you guys meet? Yeah. Um so they sent jumps a DM and then I think we got on a phone call like two or three days later, and we had like a a FaceTime for like two hours. Mm. And by the end of that two hours, we were like, okay, we're definitely friends, most likely brothers, and you've got to come to South Africa at some stage. And then you just, out of the blue, just booked a trip down here before we'd even, like, tried to establish what exactly a plan was or anything. And you were like, I'm coming down just to check it out. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. I like jumps already. Yeah. And so you flew in. And then, how? And then yeah, of course you had, like, you booked a two-week trip, but you extended. Extended. Always, do it. everybody extends when you come I to It took town. me about 48 hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to extend a bit. Right, yeah. Yeah. dude. Um, So, you're leaving tomorrow. Wednesday. So, tomorrow's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Two days. Okay, I've got you for 48 hours. Rad. Yeah. Fuck. How has it been? (sighs) Like, describe your experience from landing. It's it's, it's hard
1: to put it into, like, a nice sentence, you know, because there's just so much to cram in. Um, But if I was to sum it up in a sentence, I think it would just be... A very beautiful place full of very beautiful people and i mean from the food to the culture to the scenery to you know to you guys and just what everyone's doing out here there's like this camaraderie um that is just shared between south african people and all the travelers everyone's like on the same team or something and um yeah from day one when when we started hanging out to now like which is nearly three weeks later Every day has just been, like, a new experience.
0: Yeah, Um, there's a, like, there's a frequency down here that's happening. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting when I have, uh, people want to come visit and watch them have their expectations completely, like, um turned on their head often like it's so nice to have someone who's never been to Africa before come to Cape Town and kind of show them around a little bit it's absolutely one of my favorite things to do um and you you just your excitement for everything is just so (laughs) contagious as well it's been a pleasure to have you like experience South Africa and Cape Town through our tribe you know as well and the wildness that comes with that totally yeah you guys are yeah I did not
1: know that that this kind of um, I don't know, just beautiful friendships existed to this level. I mean, you guys are all so close and you're all on this similar trajectory, which is just, yeah, really inspiring and refreshing to be around.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, you've f- fitted right in. Um, um, Jumps arrived and, like, within 48 hours was like friends with everybody <laughs> on our little crew down here. um And shit, what have you done since you've been here? So, you, you were renting, you were staying in like a, a, an apartment in.
1: The, the best apartment Clifton. in Clifton Beach. Yeah. <laughs> such a cool One little of. apartment. It's so cool. It's got such a great view. Yeah. Which has been a dream. Like that Clifton is, it's all protected. And like every yeah. morning I just get up and just
0: watch this beautiful world just wake up. Such a good little um, vacation spot, hey? Vacation. Right. That's right. not a word I use ever. I don't know why I to use vacay. <laughs> it's spectacular, <laughs> but it right wasn't way. like your trip also wasn't a total vacay it was also work nah, like work well inspired. i mean we had
1: that amazing conversation um on the phone and i guess i'm in a position in my life where i'm looking to go and travel to beautiful places to shoot for my business mm. because with salty wings what we do is we um over the years have kind of we've just got good at capturing beautiful places Mm. from from above yeah like only only above that's like our thing just aerial stuff um and a place like like cape town is just it's so stunning like i remember when we were talking i would just see your stories before i came here you know i'd see you jumping into a pool and down on the foreshore or hiking a mountain or yeah, there's a these... lot of
0: activities to be done in Cape Town. Like never like, ending, and it it's... becomes just part of your lifestyle if you want it to be. Yeah, just... there's so many like good oaks around. Good oaks. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, but anyone unfamiliar, an oak is a, a a person. A bloody good oak. A bloody bro. good oak. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird to say in an Aussie accent. No.
1: But I think it's Dutch. Yeah.
0: Oaks. Yeah, I don't know. All what this oak...
1: lingo, like it's all Dutch inspired. Afrikaans Dutch.
0: Yeah, a lot of the definitely a lot of it is like Afrikaans inspired from mm. um I guess I do not I d I don't I don't exactly differentiate exactly where a lot of the South Africanisms come from. because mm. um, there's so many different accents and dialects and languages going on in South Africa that I just kinda of pick up on the bits and pieces that I yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, but there fully. are so many funky ways of saying things in, in South Africa. But Oakes is like a dude. mm Okay. So like if it's a good oak, a good oak, you'd say it quite, quite differently, yeah. Because I, well, when I heard it f- first being said, I thought it was like
1: an oak, like an oak tree. Mm-hmm. And I pictured like a beautiful way to ex- like describe someone, yeah. Like if you're a good oak, you might have big roots, good oak. Like, you yeah. know, like you can trust a, a good oak,
0: yeah. On the English, it sounds like that, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. any other South Africanisms you've picked up?
1: Um, how's it brew? How's it brew? How's it brew? Um, you well, Yo, yo, um, <laughs> lecker brew, Leck. lecker of course. <laughs> um, but there's a few light like, little ones that I've, I don't know, I can't Give remember it a couple right now, but like, yeah, them, yeah, you'd have a start permeating into me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what a, a lecker rameis is though, don't you? Ooh, What's uh, a rameis? No, nah, bro. A rameisie. No. Nah. Ice cream. Ice cream. Come on, bro. Oh, another one a I learned was romes. the braai. Oh yeah, braai. <laughs> Yeah, that's a f- my yeah. accent. In Australia, as well. that's a fucking Barbie, mate. South Africans are listening to this and you're like, "Oh my gosh, Ben, your accent is the most pommy." It's just like it's, it's kind like of warped, British slash like... South African warped. Yeah, yeah, you're all fucked up, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm all over the fucking place, mate. <laughs> 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 oh, oh dude, dude, I need it's... to get back to Australia. I miss that
1: place. To all of Ben's fans um, listening, Australian f- fans, don't worry, I'm going to Aussie fans. Aussie fans, I'm bringing him. I'm bringing him to the to the good lands. I love my Aussie
0: fans. Yeah, man. When I was there we in, um, shot, bro. <laughs> when I was there <laughs> with Jeremy on a, on a on his Australian tour, Jeremy Loops. Jeremy Loops. Yep. Um, I met so many beautiful Aussie brownies. Yeah, at dude. the shows. Yeah, so many awesome people. Just that's my favorite thing to do is like connect with people who yeah. uh, consume my content.
1: Well, I think like like the Brits have it. South African people have it. Australia people have it. Like it's just like, maybe it is like the Commonwealth or something, or like mm. that culture that all that it all is so slightly similar. Obviously, it's Dutch here in Cape Town, but um, yeah, it's all kind of like the same, same vibe, similar mm. vibe. Yeah, particularly it's, it's between Cape Town people
0: and um, West Oz people. I've mm. noticed. There's a lot of like English in Cape Town as yeah. well. Yeah, lot of Brits. Um, yeah. True. Where in Australia do you, are you do you hail from? Do I hail from?
1: I hail from the um, the shores of Sydney, mate. Sydney? Sydney. I was born in Glebe. Grew up in Balmain.
0: Mm. Don't and know then, what those places are.
1: Yeah, they're just some real trendy places. Though. Yeah? Yeah. No, they're cool. They're cool little, little suburbs in Sydney. And then when I was eight or nine, I moved to Canberra, mm. which is the capital of Australia. Mm. Not Sydney? No. Joking. Hey. Joking. I knew that. He I knew it. it. He knows this one. Yeah. Um, and then was there for a few years and moved to Perth in Western Australia in 20, 2007. And so I've been there for about 10 years. So yeah. you've been in Perth? And that, yeah. that where
0: you're flying back to now? Yeah. When you go back? Yeah, back home. Awesome. I dig Perth. Yeah, dude. It's a um, um, beautiful spot. Perth was the first place in Australia I ever went to. And it was in 2005. Before you went to the East Coast, you went to Perth. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Went to Perth for the Kayaking Marathon World Championships in 2005 and I was first year senior. I was 18 and I was like going into big the goal. big boys race and I was skinny and small and underprepared <laughs> and I've flown all the way to Australia to paddle on the Swan River in the worst wind and um, I came like 17th Ooh. and my mum came out to watch. How did you find like? Cause you would have done Perth
1: airport and then through like straight to like the hotel and then straight to the event kind of thing.
0: Um We, we, How we, was, Perth? we were lucky. Perth was cool. We yeah. were out there for two weeks before the the actual race. Okay. Um, so you could acclimatize to so the time difference and stuff true. and the heat. and the, True, true. Um, But yeah, I, I loved chilling in Perth for two weeks before the race. Did you go to the beaches and stuff? Yeah. I got surfing well, and yeah. yeah. Did, we, oh, that's good. I mean, it was a while ago now, 2005. Yeah, sure. Yeah
1: um when you come when back we'll, when you come back we'll, we'll we'll do that stuff but we'll also, we'll also go down south mm. we'll go down to mugger river and dunsborough and keen to get into the oh, outback mate we're gonna send it send it into the bush <laughs> <laughs> the bush weapon
0: <laughs> um
1: shit yeah
0: perth is rad um mm. Where else have i been in australia i've been to brisbane also and that was the nice thing about when we went for the world championships because mm. it was we were traveling to the other side of the freaking planet me and Mum were like well we might as well stay for a couple of weeks afterwards and then of course we've got cousins mum has got cousins uh, who have like um replicated into the hundreds over a short period of time no, Like, there's a huge <laughs> family of jameses in, out there in brisbane yeah, well, all over Australia. Oh, I don't know, no. actually. Oh, really? they're, maybe they are. Like I direct mean, related. There's like, a lot. I have a lot of family in Australia that's through my mum's side. Crikey. They're crikey. They're all over the place. <laughs> I've met a lot of them and they're amazing. It's <laughs> such good fun. Dude, that's awesome. A lot of Australians are very fun. You guys mm. are fun people to have around. Totally. Totally. Yeah, you bring the party. Love to have a laugh. Yeah. It's ingrained in us. Yeah. But you also, I find, very like... I mean, you're a Leo, so you lead with your heart, anyway. Mm. But like, you're heartfelt, you're kind, totally. people. You know, totally, generally. like, yeah, like Aussies are good people. Aussies are good people. I think, I
1: think because we have a lot of space in Australia, mm-hmm. like, you don't get like, on top of each other. Yeah, you don't get on top of each <laughs> other, and like, you kind of have to, you know, be a good human, be strong, be be strong for yourself, and be strong for those around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a pretty common theme
0: at home. You think that's like a rooted. Yeah. yeah common theme is a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd hope that that's the common theme everywhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely back home.
0: Yeah, I miss Australia. we've been talking about coming to visit, me coming to visit, me and Elle's coming to visit. Totally. Actually, the whole tribe down here in Cape Town <laughs> wants to come and visit <laughs> know, you I now in just, I kind of just want to swoop everyone up and just go, let's... I'm going to take you on a road yeah, trip. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, there's so much to see in Australia. It's so... It's so beautiful and it's so vast. Like you need a, you need multiple lifetimes to to see it.
0: Yeah, you need multiple hours just to commute to work. Mm, that's it. So. <laughs> Actually,
1: it was funny when I when I first went to America, people were asking me if we had ATMs in Australia.
0: That's unusual.
1: <laughs> but I was like eighteen. I was going to frat parties and stuff, so it was a bit of a.
0: How old are you now? Twenty twenty seven. Seven. Yeah sure but well, did you have atms like back then in, the, in <laughs> australia <laughs> back in the day yeah not everywhere not everywhere um so what have we been up to since you landed what what's like give us a couple of highlights from your three week visit to cape town okay at the end of summer oh mate! like it's tough to top three top five top ten there's just
1: so many tops <laughs> mm, yeah it's just never ending um I think just the people, like, that's the big thing for me. Um, Connecting with people who are in the media world and doing things that are similar to what I'm trying to do, which is just create beautiful pictures, create beautiful art. Yeah, artists. Um, Artists, man. Mm. That's the...
0: Cape Town does attract artists. Yeah,
1: like, and not just, you know, people from Cape Town, like international people, Mm -hmm. people from London and from Europe and from... Yeah, it's a melting Australia, pot. Yeah, like it's mm. a total melt, melting pot. Um So that's definitely been a highlight throughout the whole trip. Mm. Um, I think
0: the the food, <laughs> the food in Cape I Cape mean, the food in Cape Town, dude, real. it's it's unreal. Like, it's it helps so, when you're spending Aussie dollars and mm, British pounds. That's true. Um, the exchange rates in our favour, mm. but yeah, they're just the sheer volume of. Really great value, high quality food here is really excellent. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but it's just it's across all the boards. Like you've got amazing coffee spots, really great coffee. You've got incredible markets in the mornings on Sundays. You've got really really nice restaurants and just everything in between. Like really healthy, conscious, like vegan, like like lots of gut gut health stuff. Like it's a total um, vibe.
0: Yeah, it's like an easy place to be healthy. Yeah.
1: For us. Actually actually <laughs> gut stuff, man, that's like like focusing on your diet for your gut health is something that like yeah. I've really been getting into lately. Really? Like, yeah. Like I've just had this urge, this craving to eat things that help break down the sugars in my body and
0: Are you into that? Are you, you're a healthy dude? I'm asking for the people.
1: Dude, I'm healthy as fuck. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not. Healthy. I'm not. I, I I have two sides of, of my of my diet, which is like I'll go healthy for a month, I'm just eat like super clean, eat the same thing over and over, or you know, lots of water and stuff, and then and I also have that whole
0: thing slide. I also
1: have the fucking McDonald's at 3 a.m. vibe. No, <laughs> fucking give me a fillet of fish and a cheesy
0: shit. <laughs> no, I can't do. No, that no, anymore. we don't. We won't talk I'm about. I'm the that. same as you though. I mean, I go through phases with like with my diet for sure. When I'm taking it more seriously, um, my whole life benefits from it. But when I'm, when I feel like it's not a priority, mm-hmm. then it's just not a priority. Like the other things are more important. So I just, but it's costly also sometimes to like maintain a healthy diet. And I feel like um, there's solutions that need to be met in Cape Town sp- specifically for like feeding people cheaply a really high quality food mm. because it is a bit of a, <clears throat> that some of the places are. I mean, we, it's good value for us because we're not earning rounds. We're earning f- um, dollars and pounds. Totally, But like to eat um, healthily here, you have to have money. Um, you have to
1: have money and you also have to have like discipline to fucking <laughs> not go out and spend that extra bit of money on t- eating out, you know, like sure. I can sit
0: down. It's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. I need to start making more of my own big home cooked food. Yeah. Do you do that in Australia? Are you Are a bit of a chef? Oh, all? mate. I, I,
1: I have gotten better at cooking, but I would not
0: go. No, totally chef. Sure. I
1: can cook like, like a couple of staple meals. But mm. um, if I'm on my real health kick, like Sunday night, spend like three hours cooking up and, like tons of beans
0: and like Rad. fresh veggies and all that stuff. What else? So you you are a photographer first and foremost. That's like your profession. Yep. And what do you I mean, and you're clearly an artist. You're not just an aerial photographer. Um jumps is you must go and check out Jumps' Instagram right now. It's underscore jumpal, underscore J-A-M-P-A-L. And yeah, it's just an artist, and then go obviously check out Salty Wings because that work is some of your best work. I think you probably save your best work for Salty Wings yep, do you? for sure, for yeah. sure. So you're just yeah pushing all, all of your best content over there. That's it. And but you've been shooting with a little hand, a little handy cam vibe, uh, yeah. a little sneaky guy, just lifestyle shots for the last three weeks, and some of the pictures are like just from a perspective and a, p- images that I never thought and perspectives i never thought existed Mm. you know like when you know when you see a picture that someone's taken of you or of your lifestyle which has been happening for the last three weeks (laughs) jumps has just been documenting all (laughs) sorts of our lifestyle um activities and it's just always a surprise how you capture something that i've not seen Mm. in a way before Mm. you know um so i think don't just limit yourself to the aerial photography dude you gotta get smashing through that's it that's it
1: i mean and just as like you've seen me documenting the last three weeks. Like I'm also new to this new style of photography as well. So mm. it's, it's just as fresh for me. Um, but yeah, it's the camera is a Fuji film X 100 F and being I want one, Oh mate, everyone needs one. They're so amazing. Um, bit of history, like for all the photographers out there, um, if you shoot like, you know, like if you're shooting to print or if you're shooting like super high end stuff, you might be shooting on a big a big 35mm, you know, like I'm shooting on a Nikon D850 and a 5DSR for Salty Wings because we shoot to print. So I go up in helicopters and planes and I'm shooting with these big, amazing cameras f- for printing, um, which is great because that's what you need. But I found that in my day-to-day life when I was just running around having all these amazing, like, intimate moments in between shooting like, for Salty Wings... Um, I just couldn't want to take a big bulky camera with me. I didn't want a big twenty four seventy hanging off my my shoulder. So I went to the camera store one day and I looked found this Fujifilm X100F and it's just like it's kind of like a fits in the palm of your hand. It's quite thin and it's got a little flash, fixed 35mm. Nice. Um, it's F2. F2 yeah. and everything's exterior on the exterior. It's all like fiddly. It's like a so film camera. It's no camera.
0: menus. It's like it's it's digital obviously, but mm. it's like the, you change the aperture by twisting the lens like you yeah, did on an yeah. old school film camera. Totally. Um, that's rad. It's rad. Man. Super fun. Is there an auto mode? Yes. <laughs> there <laughs> you is. You rarely use it though. I rarely, rarely use, use it.
1: it. I mean, because I'm a big pro photographer. Now, so.
0: <laughs> um, but you can sneak a little camera like that into something like a festival that you, we went to. Mate, you totally could. Totally. We totally did. You totally did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... We went to... Was it last weekend? It was last weekend, yes Yeah, something like that It was a, it was a, over a week ago About ten days ago We went to Bazeek Festival um, Just outside of Cape Town Bazique, It means jubilant Jubilant Excited apparently. Yeah Interesting Yeah, I think it To me it means like quirky mm. And weird <clears throat> But it was a really, really fun festival Special um, And it was at a place called Tambour's Kloof Which is a dam And like a lake like A piece of water there and they had like five different stages that they'd built and there was all sorts of different music going on and there was an inside stage that looked like a casino and it was like a lot of fun. So much fun. A lot of great music. Yeah, really great music. Techno, And rides. a silent disco
1: that was just like to I die never for. I got to the silent disco. Oh, mate. They were playing, they were playing some
0: bangers, bro. Playing so many bangers. yeah. Um, shout out Nordir and Kirsten. Yeah, them. shout out to the whole crew actually like we had such a great group of people come through to that little festival scene and we just went and sent it for one night only mm. Um as a good warm-up for africa burn oh africa burn oh my god oh shit are oh. you gonna come i'm not gonna
1: say no but i'm not gonna say yes yeah if that's like that like i'm s- it's
0: a timing thing yeah if it's your if year. the stars align mm mm-hmm i mean for me i'm like really excited to go back but i'm also in a place where i'm like if if there's some really if there's a some work that comes in for me that's like particularly mm-hmm. sort of in alignment with my missions at the moment yeah africa Burn's is gonna have to wait till next year when you say mission you mean like your like, content yep your yeah trajectory. i want to make yeah i want i want to keep my options open in terms of making more films and going on more adventures. And Mm. if you do Africa burn properly and you go for a few days, it it takes you a few days to recover. Um, and if you do it like we do it, it takes you like a week to recover at least because it's seven days. Yeah. And you
1: have to bring your own food, bring your own water. You have to be
0: completely self-sufficient. Take away your own trash. Wow. Yeah, You're completely self-sufficient. So, um, but I was thinking about going out a little bit earlier than most people go out, and just spending some time in the desert on my own. Wow! And doing some like, bring a camera. Maybe go on some long hikes. Yeah, bring well, a camera. Uh, maybe some film, and then sort of get stuck into the desert before every before the big party arrives. You know.
1: Do you have a like a history with festivals? Do
0: you, no. Do you, are you big festival? My guy? festival. My festival history is short. Really? Yeah, I pretty much started at Africa Burn last year. Oh, really? Like yeah. a year ago? Mm-hmm. So you Do I seem like, like an expert? I mean, you seem like, yeah, you seem like you knew what you were doing. Boss. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> so this might be my second Africa Burn, but I've been to a few weekend festivals here in Cape Town and the okay. festival scene here is amazing. Um, But I just, for me, festivals is just camping with extra music. Okay. And it's like So you did nothing in your 20s, like no, like... No, dude, I was focusing on my kayaking in my wow. 20s, big time, um, early 20s. And then I was focusing on YouTube and, YouTube and stuff. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do like tons of festivals back when I was in high school. Mm.
1: And then just got to a point, like, I think I was probably in uni and I was just finishing uni and I was just like, I don't know, just bounced out of that scene. But yeah, like fuck, I guess it like it was so much fun, after a while. It was so much fun. mm like it's with all your mates, and like you listen to the song that you lo- your love. And mm.
0: Yeah, it's good fun. I love the people that you meet at these festivals as well. Yeah, you meet some good oaks, some good, very good oaks <laughs> with some very wise <laughs> advice. And some so really interesting ladies. stories. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll flip. What else have we been up to? We went as kayaking we... on my birthday. That was lacquer
1: Atlantic Outlook, man That's yeah. such a special little operation Thank you, dude I appreciate I really, it really enjoyed enjoyed it there Thanks, and man And Jordy and Shanti mm-hmm. Yep, the trainers shout the, out
0: gui- to the guides
1: Our guides, George and Shantz Well, yeah. I, I like to call Jord's the, uh, <laughs> the Cape Town J. Alvarez <laughs> He is the Cape he Town is, J. Alvarez, yeah He is just on
0: one He is on a vibe Jordan's that's... like one of the best looking humans I know Yeah you go And he's go check also him out. jacked <laughs> he's our guide at Atlantic Outlook And he's the most fun He's adorable He is um, I shout out his Instagram And Shanti handle? also is just such a legend He's like a big kind bear He is. a big ginger beard He's like a vegan viking Yeah he's a vegan viking for sure he is. Yeah. Okay here we
1: go Geordie What is he on Instagram He is at Geordie Zeely And it's spelt J-O-R-D-Y <laughs>
0: z-e-e-l-i-e go and check him out and tell him we sent you and tell him he's like a beautiful human he is because he's i mean he doesn't need any more confidence boosting no he's (laughs) he's full of it he's (laughs) full of it he's so much fun he's like a big cuddly lion with a mane Mm. yeah we're super lucky to have jordan and shanti as our tour guides at atlantic they work so well they're so great so much fun yeah but yeah i had a i had the best Kayak tour I've ever had On my birthday Like a couple of weeks ago Oh that's kind of why we went to Bazeek Was for my birthday Mm, That was the excuse We were going to go anyway It's not like we weren't going to go It took a whole week for my birthday this year Yo 33 now Shit I haven't done a podcast since I turned 33 Wow This is the first one That's um, apparently a master number Einstein's number Life path number was 33 Was it? Also, Ella's is actually. Really?
1: Mm. 33 laps around the sun.
0: Around our closest star.
1: Do you like getting older?
0: I like getting older. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Sometimes it freaks me out a little bit because I feel like when I'm feeling like I don't have my shit together and then you start comparing that with your age and the other people's expectations of how much shit you should have together oh. by that age. Comparisons are the worst. <laughs> and, yeah, and then suddenly that's of course you're in a downfall as soon as you're starting to compare yourself
1: you like finally get you get your act together you get out the door you go to the mm. the, the, cof- the coffee shop to get a coffee you sit down and you open up the paper and there's like a yeah. kid in there he's like tw- he's like 14 he's like starting a big business and you're like oh my god
0: yeah get <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, stuff together there's so many teenage millionaires all <laughs> yeah. over the place with face Shout tattoos out the and teenage I, millionaires I don't want, <laughs> yeah go get it bros flip <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't want face tattoos, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I need to get my businesses operating. Business. But, no, we're doing really well at Atlantic Outlook at the moment. And I'd like to thank everybody who's come on a tour. And thank you to everybody who's like giving us amazing feedback and helping us grow the business and build something that's like, all I really want people to experience with Atlantic Outlook is the, the out breath of being in nature. You know, that, mm. ah. that, that so moment when you're like, Oh, I'm floating on the ocean. It seems really simple, and it is, but it's so beautifully effective for like calming people down, and like especially if there are dolphins around. Dolphins bring a special kind of energy, and we saw so many dolphins. What <laughs> we the were just, flip, dude. I I've never seen that many. And also, it was it was a really misty, foggy day in Sea Point, um, and usually when it's misty, I'm like, oh shame, the tours. But when it's misty, there's no wind and it's glassy out there, and the tours have the best time because when the when the water's really flat, you can easily see when the dolphins breach out. Mm. So they just break the water, and you're like, there they are, immediately. But when it's choppy, it's a little bit more difficult to see them. Yeah. Unless of course they're doing their backflips, which sometimes they do. Yeah. So we, it was, it was foggy, rainbows coming out of their butts and stuff. Rainbows coming out of dolphin butts. Can't <laughs> guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a strange moment didn't get that one on GoPro <laughs> but yeah, I had um, sometimes the dolphins just love to play with the kayakers and the they this one dolphin did two jumps right next to me and Ella and I got it both on GoPro and I um, I think Atlantic Outlook posted it on their Instagram mm. I posted it on my story but it's in the vlog as well so if you want to go and check out the birthday vlog um, I'd appreciate that I'll link it in the description of this podcast I love that vlog. It's a super fun vlog. And I've found um a I've found a lot of excitement again, like a childish excitement now that I've got a new GoPro. I'm like, I've got a new GoPro, yeah. I'm like, let's go do the activity. Sometimes that's all you need. Just all you need a new camera can it spark yeah. joy. Thank you so much, GoPro, for sending me that. and of course it I had to have the white one. Hmm. you got to have the limited edition one. Yeah, it looks it so fire, dude. So fire, dude. I never had the six. I had the five, I was impressed, and now the seven is oh, out so of you, this
1: world. So, you, you, you I mean, you, you haven't had a GoPro that has has had the new stabilization. No, is that what you're saying? This That's what I'm saying.
0: So no, ha- the five had good stabilization. Yeah, this, th- I mean, the seven's got like the hyper smooth off the chain. This is this podcast is not sponsored by GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, GoPro, you want to sponsor the podcast? <laughs> um, no, but they're sick cameras, so I'm stoked with this one, and it's really making me want to, um go out and film more f- cool stuff and i actually filmed with the gopro our heli flight oh, yeah, that we did
1: you brought along with a little um face yeah. mount
0: because i yeah I, get, I got a little um what's it called a bite plate yeah they're it's handy man plate.
1: way better mm. than a head strap
0: yeah because i used to try and fit the whole gopro out of my mouth. <laughs> i was like <laughs> i can't be good for your teeth. just about get it in there the bike plate is much more effective. Thank you, GoPro, for solving that for me. You guys are smart. <laughs> you guys are
1: so smart. But what an amazing bit of tech. Mm. Like, to have that level of stabilization
0: when you're, like, sprinting around. I know. Like... It makes me so... Every time something like that happens, like a... It's almost like a, a leap forward in camera technology that allows... Us to not have to hold a gimbal anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, can't you bring that into like the bigger changer. cameras as well? Like, game why changer. is the technology in the smallest camera? It's common. Bring it into my big camera. I don't want to have to have a gimbal. Yeah, I haven't bought a Ronin yet. Mm. A, I have a, a couple of Ronins, but I haven't bought the new one. I mean, the handheld one. I think if I wait long enough, the cameras will just be stable. You mean like the handheld <laughs> one? <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Ronin S. Ronin S. Sick piece of kit. You I've used it. You used it time. Yeah. Here. Used, very impressed I used
1: it for a job um, a couple of months ago and it was amazing
0: for Salty Wings uh,
1: yeah well kind of like um, through Salty Wings I, mm. I had a I had a, a like a almost like a freelance job where I made a video for cool. a production um, up in the Kimberley so you... in, in Western Australia with a guy called the Honey Badger oh yeah yeah which was really cool I like and another guy called Scotty Connell but yeah amazing bit of kit
0: so you do dabble in video as well as smash photography.
1: Yeah. Like I love film. I love watching films. I love how films are made. I love like the history of film. Um, but I don't know, like a f- for me, film has always been, it's such a powerful art form and it needs such organization and such planning and writing. It's something that I, am, I don't know, not ready for, or I just,
0: it's a lot to, film. it's a
1: lot to do. And like, I think I told you the other day, like I, I I just want to focus on one medium at the moment. and Just do photos.
0: Yeah, I think that's really wise. I think mm. it's like, um, for me, I can't, I don't have the attention span to do that. Mm. <laughs> like all my life, I'm being like a bit of a jack of all trades. And yeah. that's kind of that's the mastery for me. It's totally like being a little bit good at everything, and you know how people say like jack of all trades, master of none. It's like well, actually. I was kayaking world champion a couple of times. I've been a master at something. Mm. Now let me just be a jack of all trades and have yeah. my fun. Like I'm gonna do me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. but you're like, no, I want to just be the best photographer and do still images. Yeah, totally. Oh. Like six months ago, I had like a
1: like a artistic like I don't know, cry of crisis or something like mid midlife quarterlife life crisis mm. where I thought like I don't know maybe maybe photography isn't for me. Maybe I should do painting. Maybe I should express a different way. Um, and it was weird, but After that, kind of, I sort of fell back down to earth. I realized that photography, it is my thing. It is what I want to do, and I, I I can call myself a photographer. And it kind of just made me go, all right. Well, let's just do photography. Let's give Mm. it a crack.
0: What was the thing that made you realize that it was definitely what you wanted to be doing? Because obviously, you pursued it Mm. enough to know Mm. that, like, this is what I want to be doing. Mm. But there was obviously some doubt left. Yeah.
1: Um, I was in a really like. I guess just a a down period of my life where um I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost like at a at a crossroad and I just felt very lost, and photography was the one thing that I kept wanting to do, like it got me out of the bed it got me out of out of my my room it got mm-hmm. me out into the world again mm-hmm. on those dark days when you just kind of like the thought of going outside is just like see like sure. oh that's you know. And yeah, so then that kind of showed me the power of photography for me personally. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: really amazing. A- and I bought a new camera. Oh, you got to buy a new camera. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> that helped too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah photography and expressing well. yourself creatively is, I think, as uh, it helps a lot of people. It's like therapy for a lot of people. And yeah. it's, Um, i think a lot of people that are listening can probably relate to that like um that drive to want to just capture something and make something for the sake of it and that's enough to get you out the house and that's enough to like keep you going um in those times when you really are not sure what what you're even doing or like how how things work and you can get into those dark times but Yeah, grab your camera and see where it takes you, I suppose.
1: 100%. And, like, I think in photography today, you know, um, Instagram is a big thing. It's a big part of photography. In young photographers' lives, photographers who are coming up. Not every photographer. I mean, Instagram is not everything. Social media is not everything. There's lots and lots of people doing just fine without that. But for me and for people who are involved in Instagram, like, the supply of photos now is so... Fast and large there's so many people creating beautiful like the most amazing works that it's intimidating it's intimidating yeah. as a photographer to go you know I've, i i found myself asking myself questions like like what does this mean or, you know what does this actually mean what am i doing <laughs> what do these photos mean sure it's a pretty photo but is like, it as important as everybody's telling yeah me. and and should mm. people care should i care yeah you know i I just lost, like, there's no anchor point. Like, where does it all start?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I can horribly relate to that. Yeah. Horribly relate to that. Yeah. But my my kind of um, issue was that I was denying myself those thoughts because I felt guilty for feeling anything other than happy in my privileged position. Okay. So I was, like, feeling shame around the fact that I wasn't happy. Oh, yeah, and that that's a sucks. horrible low frequency to be in is like feeling shame about stuff. Mm-hmm. Horr- but um also like um that's like self fulfilling shame as well. Yeah. It's like the more the better you do, the more shame you should feel because this was all gifted to you. It's crazy and it's it happens to
1: so much so many of us. Mm. Yeah. But
0: but here we are. But here we are. Still making content, still, still making shooting something.
1: photos, still making bangers, bro. printing those bangers as well <laughs> for people
0: all over the world. Do you ship, like, your the Salty Wings ship to everywhere in the world, like, your customers everywhere? Yeah, I mean, we do our best. Like, we can we can ship
1: to, um, we do a lot of international stuff, a lot mm. to the UK, a lot to America.
0: A lot and to that's, ju- like, the beauty of the internet as well, isn't it? It's because okay. no longer in, you, like, you now your international audience can...
1: The internet, man. I mean, that's we were talking about that the other day. The internet is just like it makes human humans be able to be like alchemists, you know, yeah. like, to bend things to their will. Mm-hmm. And the internet is so, such a tool. Yeah, it's like um, it's tell you to this like, right
0: now. Yeah, the big uh, rule book. No, no, no. Shh. <laughs> Not yeah yeah. What's yeah, that yeah, cool? just what's, just what's this called? What's it called? ASMR, yeah. AI, something like that, where you just you listen to like something really quiet.
1: Is it a style of music?
0: No, I think people just listen to it because it sounds really good in their ears and it's kind of a satisfying thing. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, mate? Oh, my God, I'm so happy that you can make that noise. I can't really do it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Strange noises. Moving on. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Shit. We just... um. Photography. We're not even drunk. Photography. We haven't even been drinking much. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about photography.
1: And uh, where are you happy with your photography at the
0: moment? Mm. Yes, because it's changed. It's like what photography means to me is changing and evolving um, and always has done. I suppose the reason you take cameras is different throughout your life because your life is different. Mm. Take cameras, take pictures, take pictures and cameras. Mm. Take it all. I'll take them all. Uh, so right now pictures for me um photos and uh, what i do with them it's a big part of my life still it's a big part of it's the way i make my living Mm. as well which is super important but also it's the way i express myself so it's like finding a balance between those two always um and i've been feeling super free certainly this like last few days where i've just kind of i've um, decided that I need to s- take my own advice and not mm. let perfection get in the way of progress mm. and uh, it feels fun and good to upload photos on Instagram oh, yeah. and people like to see them so why am I not doing it all the time because I'm so precious about what my feed looks like mm. no I'm going to be obviously picky about the photos that I post but mm. now I just want to post for the sake of sharing like what I've been up to and not necessarily something that's going to um, get bu- a whole heap of likes and it's going to be, like, shared and it's like a total yeah. internet banger, but something that represents a, st- a moment in time that tells a story. And that's something that you've been also, like, yeah. ab- it has been sort of rubbing off on me. It's, like, capture something that tells a story that helps people remember the big story, but it was, like, a fine detail mm. that only you, if you were there, that's that's sort of like um, what was a good example I left my camera on the bonnet of Pumbaa oh, yeah. and you took yeah, a photo of it on my birthday saw the do- uh, the dolphins. we saw the dolphins and then we were making our way to breakfast and I put my vlogging camera on the gorilla pod on the bonnet of Pumbaa and then just drove off and we made it pretty much all the way to breakfast before we realised that it was just chilling on the bonnet and you managed to take a little photo of it. Yeah, and it was, was one of my funny. favorite photos because it was just like, it means nothing unless you are there. Totally. So it's like a really private personal moment and, um, trying to bridge the the gap between those fun, private quirky moments and telling those little stories and bring it in towards an audience online who are expecting yeah, maybe something different. For sure. For sure. I think I actually told you this quote the other day, but I'll, I'll tell it, say it again for, for
1: the guys listening. Um, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson's producer, agent, said, don't be a victim of paralysis by analysis. And I think that's just something that's so true for myself, definitely, and a lot of other people who, like, through Instagram's reward system, whereby Mm -hmm. it rewards, you know, beautiful, amazing content, and, like, the the bar has been lifted so high now, it's like this Mm -hmm. crazy... um, Yeah, just this crazy, like, reward system to try and fit into. Yeah. It's just, it's on us now, and it's hard to come back down to, like, those intimate moments when you know that they won't get the likes that these big hero shots are getting. Yeah. But they mean so much to you.
0: So. And, yeah, I think there's, like, I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap between, like, um... I think people follow me for just following me anyway and just whatever I put out they're interested in just seeing what the journey looks like visually and what stories I'm deciding to share on my journey I think people are there just for that Um, but I think people a lot of people probably were following myself and other accounts at a time when every picture was like a bang like Mm. every single one was like oh my god look at that like like wow we we would we wouldn't upload if it wasn't like a wow photo yeah yeah um and that was fine because we were traveling and um our main mission and objective was to Mm. like get bangers and now it's like there's also life you can get bangers but there's life Mm. that has to happen as well Mm. and i think life is just as beautiful as trying to go out and get absolute bangers That's like there it. are so many beautiful moments every day throughout our lives that we just they kind of um don't make it to the feed but they just if you if unless you, you get a Fuji film x100 unless F. you get yeah <laughs> <laughs> this sponsor this sponsor this podcast is not sponsored by GoPro it's not sponsored by GorillaPod it's or not Fuji. sponsored by Fuji but if you guys want to hear this... a uh, yeah exactly it's a sick camera but that those little cameras enables you enable you to like sneakily Mm. capture those moments that tell those sneaky little stories Mm. that actually mean a lot more than the same banger that everybody else has got with Mm. bumped up saturation clarity and vignette that's good filters sick filters bro but I also am a huge fan of like the artistry behind heavy editing Mm. I follow a lot of um, artists who are like they're photographers and that's where they capture their main piece of light but Mm. then then take it in and then they work with it like a canvas and they produce something that's like super unique and beautiful and also prints really well
1: all of it full circle prints Mm. like the full circle Um,
0: yeah printing for you is a big thing it's your main business
1: yeah like printing printing is um the main product of salty wings Mm -hmm. and it's what um i mean besides photography what i'm most fascinated with because it's such a visceral such a it's almost like displaying a film in 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 one regard because it 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 can impact people if and if you frame it right the impact can be can be better
0: yeah i think what I like about print is that you're giving people an opportunity to take it home mm. with them and like put it, frame it how they want to frame it, mm. put it wherever they want to put it in their house totally and make a big deal out of something that you've made. Mm. Um, and that's why, yeah, we I've, I've sold a few prints, but they've not been like high end, mm. um, beautiful, expensive prints. They've, they've Do you think been, you'll like ever
1: go into that, that world
0: i really want to explore the whether or not there's an opportunity to sell um small numbers of small limited runs of prints that are like slightly bigger and well like very nicely printed Mm. on high quality paper and ink that's going to last for years and years and years as opposed to um obviously a cheaper version but i just don't know if i've got customers who are uh, or people who be wanting to purchase those expensive prints, but there's only one way to find out I suppose yeah, like from me,
1: like the outside looking into seeing you and how you do your your stuff um I think people would definitely be interested in your your work and your photos yeah. and your prints um,
0: I'd love to have a big print of my own i've got a couple of my Arctic prints um mm. that i've done in as big as I could go, and they're back in the u k I really like what well, I bought one for my mum for mm. mother's day I think and it's in the in the hall in their in their house and yeah. when I go visit I'm just like yeah. yeah every time I see it I'm like I'm so stoked that I just got that printed
1: that's one of the things that I love most about like doing salty wings and doing prints and stuff it's mm. like when you see your work printed as a photographer like it's that full circle thing again like you go out and you you might have an interest in a place or you go and shoot something that's beautiful. And then you spend time on that image. It's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like, you know, photography, it's like mining. Like you have to go out and mine, mine, your resource, <clears throat> mine, your rare jewel or gem. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to refine it and, and cut yeah. it. And, 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 you know, the print is for me, that it's the final step. And when you see it, when you see your work printed up on a wall, it looks good and it looks sharp. And you just like, as a photographer and, you know, you're talking about expressing yourself. It's a really satisfying, Earthy kind of thing to do, yeah, you know? definitely. It's it's great,
0: rad man. Yeah,
1: and I think you'd be. I mean, your work is so
0: amazing. Your photos are so amazing, oh, dude. dude. Appreciate it, <laughs> man. But yeah, yeah, to answer your question from earlier, am I happy with my photos mm. and my photography at the moment? Um, I said yes, but I am feeling I'm happy because I know I'm excited to like delve back into it. Mm. at some stage um, when the timing's right and I've been I've been using the same like set of gear for a while now mm. and it, I've actually just put it in for servicing at Orms here in Cape Town at the camera shop so I'm excited to get it back all nice and fresh and a couple Ooh. of repairs done to my lenses and things Christy. and go back out there um but my I'm just I have I know it's really bad but I just have a craving for a new camera, I like a new camera setup. And I don't know whether I should like sell all my old gear and invest in new stuff, but I also love the nostalgia of keeping old cameras. Imagine like the 1DX Mark II in 20 years from now. I've got to keep that guy. You've got to keep it, dude. He's battered as well. He's like proper fucked up. Your fans can't see it right now, but I'm very excited that Ben has said he wants a new camera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Because buying a new camera oh, is just such a beautiful thing. I haven't bought or a new, haven't camera bought new camera in so long. I'm excited for it. So, no, but I want to, um, I want to also take it more seriously because mm. at some stage in, your, in a photographer's career, someone tells you, usually around the start, or like a little bit after the start that your photos are good and that you should do mm. this as a career and like keep going. So you, permission as some, you people give you permission slips and you give yourself permission slips to be like, no, actually my photos are good. And like my edits are good too. And mm. like I picked the right ones and I've earned it. Yeah, I've, I've earned this, like, um, I've earned being a photographer, like I am a photographer. Um, but I don't remember the last time I was feeling like really challenged. And that's only through thought of my own, you know, like I, um, um, it's up to me how, how much I want to um, challenge myself in terms of trying to capture uh, original imagery. And I think we were talking earlier also that like original imagery is kind of an original content and original art is what we're all kind of striving for because totally. in the end, it's like, seems like a cliche thing to say, but like, if you can find something and produce something from from deep within you, that's very much you. You've kind of managed to like shed everybody else's influences off yeah. and yep. still be happy with your work. The more that you put your blinkers on and
1: look inwards and sit through your resistance and your, the, you know, the sacrifice of work, because work is a sacrifice. Yeah. You have to sacrifice going to the pub, going Time, to the pub, Time, energy. You've got to sit down there and you've got to do the work. But once you do that, all of a sudden all the stuff that you've been searching for is just becomes, you know... Arrives. It arrives. Yeah, I um, suppose that's... This guy that I follow on Instagram, he's called It's Ruben, Ruben Wu. Mm. Have I ever showed you his work? I think so. I he's remember you mentioning... Absolutely him. amazing. Like yeah. He's... he's um, one of your favourites. One of my favourites. Like, he does conceptual photography and has a total style, but he's also a musician. He's in a band called Lady Tron. Um, but he quoted this guy the other day um and it was like um what did it say oh my god i completely had a brain brain blank brain blank um oh it was like yeah it was talking about just like a writer you know being intimidated by writing a story it's like Mm. just because there's a million stories out there doesn't mean that you still can't write a beautiful story yeah same thing in photography
0: sure you know that's a really nice thing to remember i think a, a lot of um well, it's a nice thing for me to remember, let alone all the young yeah. up-and-coming artists or not necessarily young, but people who are just starting to pick up a camera. That's it. You can it's... pick up a camera at any age. If you're needing a permission slip right now to pick up a camera and you don't feel like you are, inverted commas, young, do it anyway. This is a permission slip right now. Go and pick up that camera. Take it. Yeah, It's yours. Um if it's not like gymnastics, where you have to start young to be good at it, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So yeah, pick up that camera, just go, get busy, just send it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't regret it. Never, never regret it. Same as an early morning. That's it. Win the morning, win the day. <laughs> <laughs> How's the podcast going for you so far, bro?
1: Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm loving it. Is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast. Um, I feel privileged. Oh, mate, I feel taking you, you your feel podcast virginity. <laughs> it's um, no, it's it's brilliant. I, I really like that we can just sort of shoot the shit and just just relax and, and go places. Um, Definitely. I actually wanted to ask you. You've got a yoga mat here in your in your room. Mm. We're in the lounge right now. The We're lounge recording
0: room. this in the lounge in the flat in Cape Town.
1: Um, how's your yoga going? Are you into yoga quite a bit, or
0: mm, yeah? I mean, I, it's um, it's a bit of a personal journey at the moment. In terms of, I'm not exactly following any guided yoga practice. I'm just um, doing my own sort of thing. Sorry, I just it's all good. <laughs> I thought it wasn't recording. No, it's definitely recording. Okay, cool yoga your flow yeah so in the mornings I try and get into a bit more of like um, I have been trying to get into a more healthy routine in the morning of getting up early avoiding my phone and a a bunch of other stuff as well Um, but one of those things is like getting on my yoga mat and stretching out first thing in the morning because I tend to wake up quite stiff and it makes such a huge difference to my day if I just put 20 minutes aside to just stretch out my mostly my legs and my hips and that usually helps me avoid any like chronic back pain that I have if I don't stretch in the mornings so I'm usually I usually start off with just like kneeling down and I don't know what any of the moves are called or anything and I don't even know if I'm doing half of them right but I just kind of go the flow of it and stretch out the parts of me that I feel like need stretching so yeah I'll like stretch out my quads just by kneeling down on my feet and then I'll like lay out like I'm praying Mm. with my arms out straight stretching my hips out and just um, taking a few deep breaths and kind of waking my body up in the morning and waking my hips up or trying to at least I think I've got really stiff hips from the kayaking days and my hamstrings are really short and I've been trying to make some progress with them and it's slow but um it's making a big difference to my life.
1: That's amazing.
0: Matt, shout out yoga. Shout out to yoga. Yoga, you are the shit. Yeah. You are you you've done your fair share of yoga, hey jumps?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's 'cause kinda like my diet, like it's a yo <laughs> like yo. Yeah. Sometimes you're consistent. Sometimes I mean like when I'm I travel a lot, but when I'm home in Perth I go to this one place Maybe two or three times a week if I'm really like doing yeah. well. Um, actually, my yoga teacher is like such a dude. Yeah, he he went to L.A. when he in his twenties. He's like in his sixties now. His twenties and thirties went to L.A. and he learnt um, power yoga from a guy called Brian Kest, who okay. was the founder of power yoga. Right. But in between doing yoga and then getting his teacher stuff done in L.A., he was also a limo- limousine driver. Amazing. And he used to like one time he drove michael jackson around for the day yeah. and he said that he just picked him up and he went from his place and then he went to joke shop after mm-hmm. joke shop after joke shop with a monkey in the back of his car on the phone like on a big brick phone old school making million dollar business deals
0: michael jackson <laughs> yeah amazing
1: so he had this amazing crazy life um
0: so your yoga teacher's got some stories. You say man, he's 60. Man,
1: he's such a dude, yeah.
0: Does he, is, I imagine a yogi at 60 f- sort of seeming like they're actually in their 40s.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy, his energy is like, yeah, 20s, 40s. He's just, yes. he's, he's he's like a, a brick wall when you hug him. He's so fit and toned and, mm. um, yeah. Shout out Mal from Yoga Works.
0: Yes, <laughs> shout out, very.
1: Yeah, super, super Inspiring cool. Inspiring the jumps. Yeah, man, just like, a true, you know, we we're talking about mastery the other day, mm-hmm. just a true master of his craft. And um, I mean, yoga is a spiritual practice
0: or it can be just a physical practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a nice bridge between the, the two worlds, isn't it? Yeah, totally. totally. Um, the practice of yoga is supposed to help your spiritual journey in yeah. that you are aligning your chakras and you are. Preparing your meat, your (laughs) meat suit for ascension or like for connection to source or whatever you believe or God or however you um, like to picture or decipher or explain um, your spiritual practice. I think yoga is designed to enable your body to be um, in harmony with frequencies that are high and healthy big time Mm. big time which is why um i really want to go and do like a yoga teacher training course not to become a yoga teacher necessarily but to understand the practice of it and what it all really means and Mm. hopefully crack my hamstrings so that i can do the splits not actually crack (laughs) them not actually crack them stretch (laughs) them out nicely (laughs) i think that's been half my problem as i've been really like yin about my yeah. no, really yang rather. Yang yeah. is like a masculine yin is like soft and feminine mm. I've been very yang about trying to stretch my hamstrings like forcing them yeah. and often I, I make my best progress when after I've had a meditation and I'm nice and calm and I've been with my breath and um, then I when I'm when I'm doing my stretching especially when I'm like trying to make some progress um, and it's feeling like a really deep stretch I try and breathe out, obviously, on the as I push into the stretch. But I find it helps when instead of just going and breathing out, I give re- a real like, mm. like um, like I'm breathing out smoke or something mm. like, and it seems to I can and try and visualize my muscles actually relaxing and they go ting 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 and slowly relax into that stretch. Power of the mind, power of the body, man. Mm-hmm. There's
1: a um, yoga move you do that we do um, it's called lion's roar lion's oh, yeah. breath it's where you like you take a full breath in and then you stick your tongue out mm. as mu- as far as you can go and you and you let all the air out and you go <sighs> but you do it in like quite a way that way you, you force the air out it makes that's a big difference when you stick your to, tongue out here. yeah clear you out clear out all these you know the stuff that's inside the bottom of your lungs mm. but yeah yoga yoga
0: is very special yeah, man. Yeah, what other um, practices do you find help you in your life? How spiritual are life. you, Jonas? Oh Oh man, I'm I'm deep, deep seriously. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I'm not sure. Like I'm I'm definitely open to spirituality and mm. understanding self. I think that is something that I'll do until the day I die. But um, practices that I've been doing lately, um, one I got from you actually. Um, just breathing for 10 minutes. Mm. In February, I tried to get up in the morning and do just five minutes. As soon as I wake up in the morning, instead of check my phone, instead of do emails, whatever, I just get up and usually sit in the sun and just sit there and close my eyes and breathe. Mm. And that, I mean, just five minutes alone was one of the toughest things I've ever done. I don't think Mm. I even made the month. But the days that I did were just that, you know, not amazingly different, Mm It's not like you know. This is not you know a fucking drug. It's not going to just change you, mm. but it's those little, you know, sacrificing you know, not looking at your phone, sacrificing email, sacrificing breakfast, just to do those five minutes. Yeah,
0: really help. Yeah, I think with clarity, they, they say that breath. Like if you're with your breath and you're focusing entirely on your breath, that's the fastest and most effective way to be present in the moment. Mm. And when you're present in a moment, you're not worried about the future. And your and if when you're thinking about the future, you're imagining stories, and your body and your emotions will react to those stories mm. as if they are actually happening. So if you're concerned and anxious about the day, the best thing you can do is um, be with your breath and meditate and close your eyes and just be calm for a few minutes, and it will completely change your frequency. And then your your day, you will go through your day attracting similar frequencies that are higher. Compared to um, if you start your day going straight on Instagram and reminding yourself about how much better everybody else's life is, you even if it's subconscious. Mm. I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, I, I consume a lot of Instagram and I have done over the years, and but now it never affects me, bro. Like it never <laughs> gets to me. Like, not I, me, <laughs> but subconsciously it does over time, and that's like not weak. It's just human. Like these things 100%. are designed to. Um, a lot of the world is designed to make you feel insecure about. Your current situation. So do you think the you world is designed something, or
1: do you think the world is designed to make us feel that way, or it's just the way that it's naturally going? Uh, like, do you think there's like a like a specific design that is like, or it's just us reacting to it is how it is?
0: I think it's designed knowing that we react, okay, as opposed to um, respond. Like so, when you, the thing about not going on your phone first thing in the morning is that. You're often reactive to whatever the whatever comes at you, and you're not in control of what's on your phone when you wake up. It could be messages, it could be all these things that are demanding your attention. Like mm. before you've even woken your mind up and mm. considered the day or what you have to do or how you feel, even and like what you might need to do first thing in the morning before you try and achieve what you want to achieve that day, um, to make sure that you're actually gonna have a good day. And um, the owning your morning thing like taking control of Mm. your morning allows you and building a routine around that allows you to take your whole day way more seriously um and then react less during your day and um and then live in a bit more peace and harmony Mm. that's what that's the effect that it has um for me anyway definitely and that's why when i wake up in the morning i look forward to getting out of bed like now when i my kind of rule is that when i wake up if I feel like, and it's not like 3 in the morning, I'll just get up. And usually it's like between 5 and 6.30. More recently, it's been more towards 6.30. But a couple of weeks ago, I was like 5 a.m.ing every morning. And it feels so great. Like, I just feel like I'm um, optimizing my day. And that mm. feels like enough purpose for me. It's like, okay, if I'm, if I'm taking my day seriously, by the time 7 o'clock rolls around and I've like done... Um, all the things I know that are going to align me for a good day, it has to be a good day, you know. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for success,
1: 100%. Mm. Um, You said the other day, you said these two words, holding space, mm-hmm. you know, holding space for yourself, holding space for others. Mm-hmm. It's just creating space, whether it's in your own mind or around other people, for people to feel safe
0: mm-hmm.
1: to express, to talk, to do whatever. Mm. With no um, judgment. Safe so no space judgment. meaning no judgment. So yeah.
0: like if if yeah if, um i i hold space for people often mm. and um i can hold more space for s- some people who are closer to me because um energetically when if, if you're holding space for example for someone who wants to open up about something that's troubling them um empathetic people like myself and you find it quite difficult not to sink into that same emotion as that person is feeling and explaining to you so that like this thing is happening to me at the moment and it's really fucking me up and I don't know what to do about it and it's stressing me out for me it's taken it's it's a practice that I'm actually only just beginning is to keep my energetic doors like closed so that I don't because I will as an empath just immediately feel those feelings Mm. that you're feeling and it's not useful for me because mm. then i can't make a good decision or help you either plus i'm draining my energy yeah. so
1: it's like strong being it's like being um kind but being strong kind yes. like sometimes you have to close those doors because you have to protect your energy but that's so that you can continue to help people exactly yeah if it's like weak kind mm-hmm. it's you're still helping people but it might be um Irresponsible of you to take on that person at that time in your sure. life because you might not be strong enough. Mm-hmm. So, I guess yeah. you have to always, yeah, set like, boundaries. set boundaries. It's mm-hmm. important to set boundaries, super important.
0: Um, something I've learned recently, yeah, yeah. and it's like, hard though, right? Imagine a therapist seeing multiple people per day who are trying to help them with their hardest struggles in their life and help them through those things. Mm. Therapists must have like very strong boundaries because they can't be emotionally involved in everybody's shit. That's right. Otherwise they won't be able to help anybody. They won't make it. I think that's what like holding space is often about. It's really difficult and it's a practice too. When you find yourself in a position, maybe when you're a teenager, when one of your friends is trying to open up to you about something and you're not sure exactly how to deal with the sort of problems Mm. that they're saying. So um, just having an awareness that like, People verbally process things and um, people will at some stage ask you um, to hold space for them and or ask for, the, for advice around something that they're struggling with um, and the more you practice that and the more you're open to those kind of conversations um, the more you can help people and serve people and give them advice that's solid that's right um, knowing that it's coming from a place of experience and groundedness as opposed to letting their energy affect you and then you end up both just in a bit of a mess. I know.
1: Tricky. It's kind of like you have to be a bit, um, not mean, but it comes across as mean. Mm. You have to, you know, it's like, yeah, you know. I know exactly. You know what I'm saying, yeah. But back to holding space and, like, in the morning doing your breaths and stuff. Holding space for yourself. Holding space for yourself because, like, man, you get up and it's just the world just comes at you. F- on your phone, out in the street, like, mm-hmm. on TV. You know, relationships and business and life and, you know, everything. But if you hold space for yourself in the morning, you just, just that five minutes alone, it's like, it really helps. It's a game for changer. For me, anyway. and sure I highly recommend you. it. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking with Ella Mm. about um, failing in something and how beneficial that can be. So she said that she told me one day when she was doing her first podcast, she did it all, recorded this whole thing and then played it back
0: and didn't work. Yeah, none of it was unusable. But it was unusable. Like her first, perfect, yep. amazing with her, one of her favorite guests that she wanted, and it yep. went really well. Except, yeah, the recording wasn't right.
1: And it's like, I mean, you've probably had this as well. Like, mm. if you're creating things, you put, we have expectations naturally. Like, and if you, if you, in the moment you create something great and you go, fuck, this is awesome, and you look back at it, your expectations just get smashed and you feel like, upset oh. and sad. But. The silver lining to that is, I mean, look at look at where we we're talking how we're talking now. She's got this amazing mm-hmm. podcast set up, and it's helped you set up the podcast. Definitely.
0: Yeah, um, I was on the am re- not on the receiving end, but I was having to hold space for els Yeah, when she was going totally. through that time because she was back in the UK and I was here, um, and she was putting in so much work into all the projects that she's doing at the moment. And one of the things she needed to really nail was the podcast. Mm. So she invested in gear. With all the, with the nice microphones and the little arms that are like stretching around and, um, and yeah, just felt like, I think she felt like I've worked so hard to get to this moment universe. Why would you deny me this? You know? Yeah, and, then it, and then <laughs> she was saying that she has the voices come in that are like the self-doubt voices yeah, where it's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this really what anyway, do you think obviously. You are? And I was, I get that still, I get that, um, when I'm struggling with uh, an edit and usually it's when I'm having a bit of an off day Mm -hmm. and I'm like having to push through some work Um, and then something will go wrong and sometimes it's all that takes for you to those voices to come straight back where it's like imposter syndrome like you shouldn't really be doing this anyway isn't this why you stopped doing it hmm and to have awareness of those voices in your head and let that feeling go over you of like anxiousness um, or or failure or whatever that sad low frequency is that you're feeling, you can still feel that. Don't feel ashamed about it. And this is the key thing that I've been trying to figure out recently about holding space myself is like, don't judge. So when someone's like crying or opening up to you about something difficult to talk about, um, you're not going to sit there judging that person. So why would you do it to your own thoughts? Like I'm often so harsh to myself in my own mind. And now I think I put it in an Instagram post the other day where I was trying to explain like this new thing that I've learned where there's the thing that's happening and then there's your reaction to the thing that's happening. But then if you can see both of those things, you actually, your consciousness is above those two things on a frequency level in your mind. So this is my general loose understanding of it uh, so far, but if you can observe your thoughts and your reaction and your emotions and not associate yourself with those thoughts, that's higher consciousness. And then, then those thoughts will slowly dissolve because the lower frequency that's going on in your mind, that's the bad, the reaction to the thing dissolves and moves up towards the higher frequency of your observance of it. I think that's how it works. And then it dissolves. And then you're like, I just observed that whole thing. And actually, if it was someone else that was freaking out right now and not just me in my head, I wouldn't judge them. I'd be kind to them. And I'd tell them to keep going and it's not the end of the world. And then you tell yourself all of these things and then you're like, okay, shit, it's not the end of the world. And I just wrap that whole thing in the bud and fuck you voices <laughs> for like coming back again. But I see you and I'm not going to listen to you.
1: hundred percent. Couldn't have said any better myself. Thanks, man. Dude,
0: like, crazy consciousness and that whole this whole situation i found myself in crazy
1: yeah we were talking about this the other day emotionality like as humans we have a full spectrum of emotions Mm -hmm. and um some people experience these emotions stronger than others Mm. and sometimes these people sometimes people experience emotions for long periods of times sometimes they experience emotions for short period of times and some people are up and down, some people are steady. there's just a full We're spectrum of different down. everyone's yeah. different, no two people are
0: the same and then layer on top everybody's super unique journey that's th- it that is affecting them and their environmental pressure as well, like where you
1: live, mm. what the society is what what people are valuing like it's you, it's really hard to box emotions yeah you can't paint like mm. you can't paint everyone with the same brush, so mm. it's like I guess everyone needs to be examined individually and
0: yeah and examine yourself individually yeah as well. and don't like um yeah don't assume that the way you're i mean it's a difficult thing to say because the often when i share some difficult times that i'm going through i'm like look anybody else out there feeling like yes yeah. it's not just me like um things aren't always perfect and that's it um
1: it's the human condition mm-hmm. you know i mean I, i'm I'm speaking from my own experience, so like, please take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Like this is just mm-hmm. from my own understanding of life, but yeah, I just think that it's totally normal to totally. to experience emotion, and, and if you go through beautiful, happy emotions for a while, like just ride it, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you go through really bad emotions, just knuckle down and just know that that this too will pass.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and and yeah, just for me the key has been reserving judgment of myself Mm. just be kind to myself like it's okay to be feeling um unworthy it's totally natural to feel unworthy even when you are worthy Mm. um it's just a voice Mm. that some that you've heard from something somewhere or someone when you're younger maybe a few times that's just enough times to just be imprinted on your memory where totally it comes back naturally to haunt you um yeah and I think I think you're right in saying that like it's a lifelong thing that you constantly have to work on there's no there is no enlightenment there's That's no, right. like enlightenment doesn't exist it's just like can you get through life peacefully and uh, with awareness yep. and help those around you and um spend more time in a higher good feeling frequency of love and gratitude as opposed to like shame and fear and those low frequencies That's that it. make you feel shit
1: yeah because when you feel shit you know, it's like you're in the trenches, man. you got to fight. you got to fight yeah. to get out of there. you got to... Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been like, if I'm feeling shit, it's like, okay, what can I do? Obviously, you're eating. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the gut stuff because my, my, my guts feel good. I feel good. That's oh, your second brain, Second isn't it? brain down mm-hmm. there. Guts and then exercise and then nature. Nature big is a big one for me. Sure. I mean, I'm not trying to speak for everyone here, but mm-hmm. I feel like humans love nature. Yeah, that's where we come from. And it's not until you really get out into some real nature that you slow down, make some space for yourself, hold space, and you start to realize, like, oh, it's not until I actually came out here that I realized how much I've missed it, mm-hmm. how much I love it, or how much it makes it for me feel better. Definitely. And that's why I love what we do. Mm. Like, we I was talking to one of your friends today, Carl. Carl Miloff. Miloff, yeah. Mm. Um, and we were saying how what a uh, amazing opportunity it is for people who uh, travel and work in media. And what a life that is. Oh, um, we're very privileged. It's, we're very privileged. Very grateful. Very grateful and very lucky to, to do that. Um, because, I mean, nature is our biggest teacher.
0: Definitely. The more we can get out in it, the better. I think it's... If, if any of us had absolute free reign of what we did and we didn't have to... Um, make bucks and pay bills and we'd all be out there. I'd probably just be, we'd out, there. be <laughs> out there, be there having a party, nature, mate, just enjoying being one with nature. But I think there's, there's lots of um, sneaky. That's definitely a sneaky thing that I do is to reconnect with myself is go. And it doesn't e I don't even need to um, go far. Luckily I'm just down the road from the Atlantic and it's bloody freezing. I see. I, see, so I, see, I remember you jumped in that first time <laughs> off the rock and you, I was like, Trying to explain to you how cold it was, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah," <laughs> and then you just jumped in, and your face was like, was like "Whoa, crikey, crikey, like, crisis!"
1: Yeah, I mean, because where I'm from in WA, um, it looks a lot like Cape Town. Mm. Coast looks the same, like the rocks look the same and stuff. And yeah, the warm water.
0: Blimey, mate! It's bloody mean, freezing. Like, here.
1: Daggers <laughs> in my eyeballs. But it's the perfect <laughs> way
0: for to like ground or earth yourself. They call it earthing. Mm. Where you take your fucking shoes off for a change Mm. and get your bare feet on the ground, in the sand, on the floor or swim in the ocean. It helps that we're jumping off of rocks and stuff, but just removing that um, barrier between your physical body and the earth. Mm. I think there's um, there's something in that that I wish I knew more about. Where there's literally a, a, a charge. There's like a positive and a negative charge where you can like reconnect with the earth and it kind of sets you back a little bit into harmonious frequencies. But yeah. I um, definitely find bare feet as a vibe.
1: Shout out the earth. Yeah, shout um, earth. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love you, Mother Earth. Yeah. You got Mother this. Earth and Father Sky. That's it. Are you, um do you do much work in like conservation or like, do you do, like, in that area? Do you...
0: I haven't done that much. Mm. Um, I feel like conservation for me is something that is a is a goal. Mm. In terms of... I don't fi- find it my absolute purpose and calling, specifically. Or if I do, it's a bigger picture. Um, right now, I feel like my... Um, my work that I'm doing and the work that I want to do is with the ultimate, one of the ultimate goals being conservation, being affected and the planet being more looked after as a consequence of, um, hopefully people consuming my content and then just caring more about everything. Mm. So as opposed to specifically conservation with like, um, I know we know a lot of artists who, and a couple of, amazing photographers who a lot of amazing photographers who are committing their whole lives to conservation of the planet and it's they do an incredible job people like paul nicklin oh and our friends freaking donnell boyd and benjamin hardman are out there like donnell is straight up he's like i'm here to conserve like i'm here for conservation and Weapon. the best way to do it right now is photography Go and he's killing it God, and i'm gonna get him on a podcast um and we can talk about Donnell and his work with yeah. photography and Amazing. conservation incredible guy, really looking forward to chatting with him on here, but I don't feel like conservation is this specific calling for me right yeah. now yeah um in and, and if I do want to do something like that and like take on a big challenge, I've got to get my own shit in order first, so like it's a nice thought to be working towards, mm. you know, um but it's just one of many. Positive impacts that I'm hoping to have with my content over time but definitely I want to go on some missions yeah dude yes we've worked with um a couple of, a few years ago we went and did two projects with uh, Rhino tears which okay. is a, a wine made in South Africa where the proceeds the profits from the sales of the wine go to um, Rhino conservation in South Africa and we went and stayed in the Kruger National Park both years and um saw the incredible work that um the anti-poaching units are doing there and we managed to raise over five thousand pounds and buy a dog and a half They're at the time the dogs yeah at the time they were training up i think they're still doing it they're training up dogs to track down poachers in national parks and they're really really cheap and effective basically they're like great for helping preserve the rhinos uh, population because they um, are, they have such incredible uh, tracking skills yeah. that they they'll fly to where there's been an incident or sighting of a poacher in the park in the the doggo will go in the helicopter with its trainer and they'll drop him off and their dog will pick up the spur which is the scent and then go and chase and then the helicopter will follow the dog and the dog will literally find the poachers hiding nearby in the bush where Normally they it's like tripling, quadrupling their chances of finding poachers with dogs. Wow. And we managed to buy one <laughs> for them with wow. all you guys out there who helped donate for that cause. So I guess that's a bit of conservation work. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Like you're already doing it
1: to some degree. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, I just want people to care yeah. um, more about everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for and sure. The
0: conservation is, I think, on the top of everybody's care lists once they can. Get there, you know. Yeah, like a lot. Of, a it's lot hard of people, to myself included. Don't have time and energy because we're so busy just trying to get by and survive and figure out what missions are important. And...
1: It's like when you're in the airplane, like you know, the, the, the mask come down. You got to help yourself first, then you can help others. Yes,
0: the oxygen mask. Yeah.
1: What one part of conservation that I'm really liking right now online is the plastic thing. Like I've seen yes. a really big shift. Everywhere I've been with mm-hmm. plastic, even my own life, like I'm not, I'm saying no to it so much more plastic now. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. Definitely. There's this guy on Instagram called Jackson Groves, and he has started this thing called the Adventure Bag Movement. Oh, yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It is this really simple concept. Uh, he, w- It started with him. He was traveling around the world, been doing it for like nearly five years, I think going to these amazing places that you see on Instagram and getting there, and they're just completely littered with Shish, rubbish. Just trash everywhere. So he decided to do this thing where one adventure equals one adventure bag. So you go on a hike, you take mm-hmm. a plastic bag with you, and you just fill the trash. Amazing. You get to get, you get know, and Then you come back, and you've seen an epic spot, and you've helped clean up the environment. What's it called? Adventure bag. Adventure the adventure bag, bag movement. So he's, it's at Jackson Groves. Yeah. Um, I think it's dot. G R O O V E S. There might not be a dot there. Jackson Groves. Um, but shout out Jackson, man.
0: Yeah, that's such a hey. such a great use of he's social like media. Cap, dude, he's like
1: Captain Planet, legit. He's like hell ripped. He's a big him. dude. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome, man. Really is he cool. a Leo
0: as well? Probably. Probably. <laughs> 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 Jumps is a Leo. <laughs> I'm, i i've said this before and i'll probably say it again i'm building a leo army <laughs> <laughs> just, sick and boys <laughs> yeah get them, <laughs> bros <clears throat> totally um, how are you uh what do you what are you saying about astrology what am i saying mate um
1: i love it yeah i'm new to it yeah um but the more i'm the more i get into it the more i'm i make sense like that's the thing about astrology like
0: it's scary it's scary how accurate it is yeah it can be a bit out there and also it's like oh there ain't no proving this like there's no like the skeptic in me is like all right bro and the the the, my spiritual like side of me that's just searching for answers that don't necessarily need to fit in like conventional boxes it's ticking a lot of like answers (laughs) in that sense like it's it's very fun yeah I'm enjoying it a lot
1: yeah totally and it's really cool to just think about space
0: yes like fuck I know it's like even if even if none of it is accurate or can be disproved or I'm learning about so much and through astrology I'm getting far more interested in astrology um like the science of Uh, the stars as opposed to the the um theory with astro- astrology one thing I really like about it is sorry
1: to cut you off is how um, you know you get born at a certain time and that time means that the planet is at a certain rotation and mm-hmm. the moon is passing through a certain zodiac, constellation yeah. zodiac and so you get kind of like this um, it's like a brand almost or it's like, like, like a tattoo imprint, imprint. Yes, tattoo, get an imprint yeah, yeah. with like certain constellations energies. and energies and, mm. and um, yeah that's really
0: cool but yeah I like it sounds fucking cool. Mm. I'm like I like the sound of that. I'm yeah. gonna go with it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and I think um with astrology is there's so much detail that you can go into because of course there's all the different planets yeah. um, and it's not just your sun sign like you're a Leo, I'm a Pisces but um what's your moon? Taurus. You're a Taurus moon. So your yeah. moon is your emotional body. I think. And then there's all your other planets as well. And then the combination of those, and then, yeah, it's fascinating. But I like um, learning and understanding and being aware of what how I feel around full moons and lunar cycles. Okay.
1: So you actually get affected? Like, you notice your mind or your emotions or...?
0: Um, I can't really explain it because i haven't been doing it for that long Mm. um but this year when i bought my moleskin diary i looked through the whole um year of the lunar calendar and i wrote down on each of the full moons and new moons where they were in which zodiac and just so i know so i can kind of have that to go by with how i feel and i the last couple of full moons have been pretty intense emotionally for me but the there was a full moon in Pisces, um, and Pisces season in my during my birthday. It's now Aries season, so it's the start of the new astrological year. Pisces, Pisces is the oldest zodiac, and then and the Aries season is, is a, a season as a as like the month in which. Oh, okay. Um, so anybody that's born in Pisces season is as Pisces, and Aries season is the next bunch of days. Gotcha. So, um, anyway, this might be particularly boring for those who aren't interested in astrology, but during my season during pisces i definitely was aware of feeling really grounded and strong and like um i think other people find pisces season to be quite an emotional deep um time and i was just reveling in that really like that's kind of like my vibe i Mm. felt at home and now aries season my moon and my venus are in aries and moon is emotion and your venus is how you love um and yeah, now that we're in Aries season, like it's definitely making me feel completely different to how I felt in Pisces season because it's like the youngest and the oldest. So there's definitely a contrast there in the way I'm reacting to things and my emotions and like how mo- it's. I'm finding it more difficult to slow myself down in Aries season because I'm like fire firestar. All like, right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Pisces season, I was just like super chill could have long deep conversations with people mm. and my Aries, my emotions wouldn't get in the way yeah it's just wow strange i also don't know what i'm talking about at all but i'm gonna go and get another <laughs> i'm gonna go and get my natal chart read again um by debbie frank when i get back to the uk and that's just trying to learn a bit more about it but it's no, fun. i mean like we can only try to to understand definitely
1: yeah yeah i'm really interested in that app that that um you got me onto co Oh, yeah, so when yeah. we
0: first talked on FaceTime, yeah. like, we had the hour, that I was like, okay, Jumps, <laughs> just get onto CoStar right now and add me, um, <laughs> and then I can see Jumps' chart, and he can see mine, and um, and then immediately, I was like, I screen grabbed it and sent it to Maria and Ella, because <laughs> they're, like, my astrologer, <laughs> I mean, Maria, that. especially, is astrology, she's a witch, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I saw, it was funny,
1: like, the app. Just for you guys listening, if you use it, you sign up and you put your birth time in and your date and stuff, and then it tells you all of your everything. Mm. But you can also add other people, and it cross references you, you individuals compatibility and, and gives you compatibility and what you're going to get on with and how you what you're going to butt heads about. And mm. I remember we
0: our everything was like off. Yeah, there was like one thing we <laughs> were compatible. One thing. Like, Yeah, I was like ooh. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then as soon as you get here, obviously we're like. It feels like I've known you in a past life. It feels like we're old souls, brothers, hundred percent. So, um, the compatibility on the old natal chart shit doesn't That's always it. work. So I guess
1: you ha- there is some degree in which you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. For sure, but mm. also listen to it
0: because it's very wise. Yeah, I think there's something in it. If nothing else, it's great conversation starter. Bloody oath, mate. I love it when <laughs> I try and guess people's Zodiacs. And when I get it right, people get freaked out. Yeah, I'm pretty good at picking out Scorpios and Leos. Oh, really? Yeah. What are the, what's the trait of a Scorpio? I don't know. There's something in Scorpio eyes that I can see. Okay. It's like a, quite an intense, okay. like um, very passionate, very fierce. Yeah. And But a Leo, I can tell just by a hug. Like Leos, like generally when they see me, run over and just pick me up. Like I just get picked up. The, like half the time you are not so you don't pick me up that often no because um we're about the same size <laughs> <laughs> but there's a couple yeah. of big like leo's like a quite athletic big sometimes like big athletic yeah. guys and girls and stuff yeah, yeah they look like they would have been great gladiators yeah. you know and I, I know this one leo called choppy his real name's ryan and he's in cape town and he's he works and runs a business called um local knowledge it's a tour guide business and they're often um, run their operation from um, Strangers Club, that nice uh, breakfast place we like to go to. Oh, shout out Strangers Club. Strangers Club in Cape Town, so good. Just, just, just. <laughs> but Choffy, every time he sees me, literally run over and just pick me up. And he won't put me down, my legs are just dangling like three feet off the ground. And I'm like, thank you, bro. Just giving him a big old <laughs> hug. He's just squeezing the air oh, out of I me. I
1: miss you too, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Pisces, you can tell Pisces because they're usually crying. an emotional wreck
1: yeah yeah it's okay to cry
0: being teary and lazy
1: yeah bad Pisces um Ben what is your opinion on the state at which Instagram is at for all for everyone who's on Instagram where is Instagram going what's happening shit where are we that's a big question
0: I don't know man I mean it's um I've always just kind of there's a, there's an element of control that i release with instagram you know that it's going to go whatever way they take it in hmm. and it's going to be algorithm based and it's going to be sort here to stay to keep people on the app for as long as possible based regardless obviously of um a lot of the time user satisfaction they're going for like mass the mass they're accommodating for the masses i think um i would just love to have the ability To I mean Instagram if you're listening I'd pay like Three dollars a month To have chronological order Of my photos Oh Isn't surely that's gonna pay And if enough people do that That's gonna pay for the excess Yeah Of whatever earnings you're making By screwing us over With the algorithms Yeah bring it back baby Either way if people want to see your stuff, they'll find it. Mm. Like a lot of people, uh, I mean, I follow or used to follow a lot of people. I'm a little bit more savage now with who I follow, but I used to follow a lot of people and not really. I just followed them for the sake of following them, you mm. know. Um, and now, if I'm not enjoying someone's content, I won't make it personal. I'll just be like, okay, "I'm not interested in following you anymore." And I, d- I think people forget to unfollow you. <laughs> mute. <laughs> yeah, just put you on mute.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what about, like, um, content creation-wise? Like, where, where is content going? Because I know that um, the last couple of years, I've noticed on Instagram there's trends in projecting um, a certain affluence or a certain ability to travel to a lot of countries. Like, a lot of the attention has been on... Um, yeah, it's, like, quite egotistical. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to naturally have the ego, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
0: it's a part of... The business is like part yeah. of who we are. Like part of our ego. emotionality. And like a lot of my posts, um, a lot of people's posts are from ego. Um, and I try to, because it feels good. When you totally. you're posting something that's going to get a lot of likes yeah, and it's going to be popular and you get that little dopamine hit of like, yeah, I'm like. You got like some fresh me. kicks on. You yeah, feel good. A little bit of confirmation there. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: he doesn't like it.
0: Exactly. I think, but I think there's going to be a swing for. There's always going to be the masses who are going to want popular and whatever that looks like. Mm. And that's not decided by us. That's decided by the masses. Like, like bell curve, like middle yeah. of the group. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be plenty of people like us who actually want realness online. Mm. And I much prefer to follow someone whose photos are like not absolute bangers every time Mm. and like, but they have stories like it's got it's got a nice story that's pulling an emotion out of me other than an emotion of like feeling unworthy because my photos aren't as good as yours Mm. I want I want to feel good scrolling through my feed I don't want to feel insecure yeah totally that my life's not cool enough yeah you don't want to feel like FOMO'd Mm -hmm. too bad and I think there's going to become a a much more of an awareness around that and that, that naturally a lot of hopefully a lot of artists and influencers and people who work with large audiences on instagram will understand that like um the power that they have in being such a a role model to young people and all people Mm. and take kind of a bit more responsibility for whether what kind of message they're putting out there Mm. Um, i think that's a super natural thing for people to come to terms with when they start like you were saying, asking questions about why am I doing this? Yeah, what's, what's going um, on? That was certainly the thing for me because it was like, mm. I'm doing this because it makes me feel good that lots of people like my stuff. And it validates it makes me you. Feel, yeah, it's a validation thing. Um, and that's a lot of the time that validation is my ego that's requiring that mm. and not actually me. So just having awareness of it is, is a good start. Um, and if you find yourself as a consumer of Instagram, feeling shit when you scroll through your feed mm. then you change who you follow or don't scroll That's as right. often um, That's right. and it's not exactly conducive to our business i was saying that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the same time it's like we i would um there's a balance you can be on instagram or consume instagram and use it and be online and have a normal life that healthy social life and be a normal human too you don't have to let your phone dictate your emotions and the way you feel about the world. A hundred
1: percent agree.
0: I mean, oh. what do you think about Instagram? Where do you think it's going? Because my experience recently is that I'm losing a lot of followers. Mm. I say a lot. I'm not losing that many followers and I've had plenty of them to lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but your, your, um, experience on Instagram is one of growth.
1: Totally. Totally. I mean, so many, qu- so many amazing questions there that I want to answer in like, <laughs> um, i feel like i've been using instagram lately like i've been using my spotify like i have different emotions mm-hmm. sometimes so i get an instagram and i look at different accounts and i think that's the beautiful thing about instagram it's got so much to offer mm-hmm. you choose what you want to consume um some days i feel i feel myself like i'm you know i want to look at a very polished account where it's like you know someone who's going to amazing places and they're wearing cool things mm-hmm. and like fashion and travel and that kind yeah, of stuff like some, that life, some but... days i'm like but yeah like I want that, that hit, lifestyle I want that hit. Yeah. but then other times, um, and, and actually more recently, um, to answer your question about where's Instagram going, what's happening, um, I've started to see and started to be more attracted to more holistic accounts, mm-hmm. more accounts that are more real, like you and your account that's and you're, what you're doing, because um, I know that you said you're losing followers and stuff mm-hmm. a little bit, but that's just because you're... I call it transitioning yeah, audiences. <laughs> I think you're going through a lot of change right now, mm-hmm. and that's totally normal and natural, but I think Instagram is also going through a similar process in that the attention and the value of what the masses are valuing now—it's because there's, because there's so much, so many people supplying this similar lifestyle, similar egotistical, mm-hmm. like look at me kind of thing. Um, not that that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but because that is at the top and it, it's supplied a lot, the value has kind of gone, gone down, and I feel like it's the general consensus or the general trends are sort of shifting more towards the earthy, mm-hmm. holistic, bohemian, like, people who are just real, just rawness. us. It could be anywhere. You could be working in, you could be working in Gucci, at the Gucci yeah. store, but you could be real as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. There's yeah.
0: plenty, if you want to see polished and, like, perfect lifestyle, um, you can find it, and there's plenty of it, and it's incredible, and people do an amazing job yeah. of, um, delivering their stories through beautiful art like that but it's um as long as you have the awareness that like that's not their real life true a lot of the time um, especially when um their real life with real emotions and real situations and challenges don't necessarily line up with um, your revenue streams so you have to be on brand to like keep your business going and when Um, When it's not so obvious that people are running a business and they are genuinely just pretending to the world that their life is absolutely Mm. shiny and perfect and polished. That's when the impact on your audience can be limited in in its positivity because your audience might not always have an understanding that that's not real life. True. 100%. Um. Uh, Instagram, man. it's not so easy to be a human these days, hey? It's complicated. There's so many, like, external factors.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on, a lot flying around. Mm. I think with the influencer thing, like, um, people who do, th- who do that kind of work, like, I think to the general masses, people forget that that is actually a job. Like, you have to post, you have to mm-hmm. go out and do this. You have to, like, that is
0: how you eat your bread and butter.
1: Yeah um so nothing wrong with that mm. shout out influencers
0: bro yeah all you influencers out there on the grind yeah man yeah i don't ever want anybody to ever listen to i mean if you're getting this far into the podcast and you're still listening and thanks for listening thank you so much for listening <laughs> um this is one of the most chilled podcasts i've ever done yo like a bro lecker bro <laughs> Um, but if you I don't if you if you feel like you are struggling to maybe find your authenticity online um, and you don't want to fall into the trap of just following all the trends like I've been down that road for years like I've followed a whole bunch of different trends I I think it's natural to follow trends definitely and it's part of business It's part of like how you go about finding out who you are and which parts of the trends that you really like and which like for me um, a, a really good example Is penny boarding Yo Shut up so penny boards back in the day They're from Australia Yeah they are Yeah they're made in Australia um, We used to ride penny boards And I'm pretty sure Between me, Louis, Steve And the crew We managed to like Increase penny stock <laughs> Value Like by double We sold So many penny boards To our audiences Just by riding them And being freaked out About how cool they are to ride it's So cool And so we were following That trend in a sense but we were riding the penny boards because we wanted to ride them hmm. we weren't riding them because everybody else was riding them hmm. um although we would never have found out about them if they weren't popular in the first place so it's like it's just skateboarding at the end of the day and people were going and buying s- more expensive less good skateboards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that were less useful than yeah. normal skateboards just because they were trendy yeah um but fuck, we had a lot of fun on those penny boards And it's what a great excuse to get out and about. Yeah. Hell yeah. Skating is so much fun. Yeah. Skateboarding is the
1: one. I saw this quote the other day. It was like, you're either building your own dream or you're building someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. And I guess that, you know, for people who use Instagram and people who are following trends and stuff, like if you want to build your own dream, like following a trend is probably not the best thing to do because if you want to build something unique to yourself, you have to make it unique. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, you know, if you don't, if you're not into that, because not everyone's yeah. into that. Some people just want to like do their own thing and just like love working
0: down the road. And yeah, and that's also that's a big part of people's journeys too, myself included. Mm. Like, I was reminiscing about my pizza boy antics, like back. Wait, in the did day, you used to used to deliver pizzas? I used to deliver Domino's pizzas. Shut though. the front door, I, dude! I was the best pizza delivery guy. Oh, Domino's. Shout out to anybody who knows what Punkorama is and that Epitaph <laughs> record label. Like, they used to put out all their la- latest punker, punk uh, rock sort of collaboration, Not collaborations, but like Punkorama was a thing. And I used to have my Pizza Boy hat on. And I used to have baggy Dickies chinos because we had to wear chinos. But yeah, I'm going to rock the baggy ones. Skater shoes in my Peugeot, tearing around Weybridge, delivering pizzas like nobody else. With a bloody Etni belt. With an belt element. dangling down, yeah. Yeah, that boss. was. Yeah. That Dude, was me. And days. it was a massive part of my journey. And it also, I think it's, um, I mean, I've also worked other shit jobs that I really wasn't that into, but you kind of make them fun at the time and you make them what yeah. they are because you're like, I need this um, money yeah. and I need this, these resources to move on to my next mission. Anyone
1: working a shitty job right now Mm, shout out to you Keep going eh Like Yeah You gotta
0: do it We all gotta yeah. do it Also lots of people Don't have work That's right Especially in Africa Just like, keep going Especially down here i was just like It's incredible The amount of people That you see um,
1: Working for like One American dollar a day
0: mm, Yeah, An hour Sorry An hour I'm not sure Exactly But it's You know people Are being underpaid here And yeah. I often see At big junctions When I'm driving There'll be people Standing on the side Of the road Whoever sign up Just saying Looking for work I just need work. So I just, I'm thankful every day that I have work available to me and I always will have work. It's such a privilege to actually be able to work. Cause, and it, it's so easy to be like, fuck this econ- economic world that we've produced. That's just ho- like holding us back. So we have to work for the man and do this. And the other. some people are just trying to get a job so that they can provide for their family and like make their missions. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's it's good to think about that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I it's, uh, it's something living in Africa is something you think about every day. Yeah, it's humbling living down here. Man, it's
1: Africa is very much like you know, you're on your own, like you got to take care of your own, like you need to
0: Yeah, it's it's um it's not an easy place to live. No. Um it's easy for us. Yeah. Because we have money. Yeah, because we're working. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a harsh environment. And it's... um, Also, I'm really looking forward to taking you outside of Cape Town. I mean, we've been outside of Cape Town a little bit, Mm. um, but into real South Africa and then over the borders into the into the other African nations. Can't wait. And it just, every time you cross a border, it's like, how, how could it be even more different to the last country? Kind of? every country is so different and mm. so unique and so mm. beautiful. And you really start to understand that get a grip for like what it's the diversity of Africa and how incredible the energy is down here. and Amazing. The people are, um, do you feel the energy down here?
1: I feel it. Mm. I feel it. I feel it more than I thought I ever would feel it. Really? Uh, yeah, totally. Like yeah, it's just def-
0: like when you jumped in that cold ocean. Oh <laughs> mate.
1: Felt it to the core. Um yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a vibe down here. Um when before I but it's funny 'cause like before I was when I was on the plane here from Australia, um, talking about having, you know, you fail at something and you have these voices come into your head where mm-hmm. like you say to yourself, like, oh, what do you, you know, who do you think you are? You think yeah, you yeah. can do this kind of thing? Imposter. It's actually on a plane here um, t- before this trip. And I was going from Joburg to Cape Town. And I fell asleep and I woke up and I hadn't had much sleep. and I wasn't sleeping that well. Mm. And f- for like half an hour, I just had this, this almost like this dredge, this, this thing come over me where I was just like, what, like something, my voice was saying, like, what are you doing, jumps? Like, mm. Like, like you don't f- know these it's guys, like, dread like just yeah, flows like over, you know? like fear and like it, you know, like who do you think you are to be able to do this kind of mm. thing? Like, what if you fail? Like fear of failure came up a mm. lot, but as soon as I landed, I felt, I felt the vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. It was gone. Yeah, you know, it's like a little yeah. test. Yeah, because we just want, we just want to hang out with jumps, <laughs> and as long as you're here, you're not failing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Still breathing. Um, but whilst I have this opportunity. I do want to give you a big shout out because um you're fucking awesome human jumps thank you so much and everybody that has sort of your reputation preceded you and you have filled those big boots and yeah you've had such a beautiful positive impact on all the all of my friends down here and the tribe down here and everybody is just like can jumps just stay? <laughs> We've actually stolen your passport. <laughs> so you have to stay. So thank you so much for coming and blessing us with your amazing energy and your presence and your inspiring creative flow. And um, I've just been learning a lot from you since you've been here and I really appreciate it. So thank you,
1: dude. Thank you so much for everything. Really? Like, I mean, it's, it's the, the feeling is mutual. Thank you. Totally. I think that's why I've had probably such a profound experience here because of this yeah, sense of, of love and, and yeah, just being around so many cool, creative people who are on the same vibe, mm. talking about the vibe, mm. you know. It's that energy. But, you know, the, the, you have to work, you know, and that's one thing that I've also really loved here is that people, are, you know, there's lots of cool, creative people here. It's a hub. Mm. And then people are doing cool things, but at the same time they're they're disciplined. They're shutting up their phones. They're shutting up their laptops. Making missions. They're here. Mm. They're working, and that's something that I really want to do more in my life. Really, which is being more disciplined
0: in my work. Working because, that mastery.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, even just working more consistent hours as a freelancer, it's so easy to become complacent in mm. less hours of the day working mm-hmm. because yeah like because you got the choice. You Feel got the like choice. A you work for yourself. Yeah. I can uh, work
0: late tonight if I want to.
1: So it's really inspiring to be around guys like you and Ella and Maria and Odir and you know all the crew down here. Shout mm-hmm. out everyone because these guys the, you, you guys are working hard and Shot, and it shows. Appreciate it. And that's what I think a lot of people can solve a lot of their creative problems, their creative issues um by just taking on a big series just taking on work mm-hmm. because it allows your mind you might not be able to find the answers right now but it allows your mind to work in that direction mm-hmm. it's like when you're trying to write like they say you should just start writing anything sure and just the, the act alone of writing mm-hmm. gets your mind going definitely So okay. yeah, flowing. for someone like me i really um my own self self-evaluation like when I check in with myself, I'm working well and I'm proud of myself mm-hmm. and I can enjoy and I can do these kinds of things like podcasts and missions and going mm-hmm. to Cape Town and stuff.
0: But and you, you feel like you can justify your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're like... That's right. Like grafting. Yeah.
1: But at the same time... Like, like you, you're working for it. That's it. But at the same time, like you were saying, you don't want to be too hard on yourself. You have to... Mm-hmm. I've found personally anyway, I don't know about you guys, but i found that if I go too hard, then I'm not helping myself by... Yeah you know saying like oh you should be working all the time you should be doing it's okay to slow down
0: smell the roses yeah the pennies and define your own success you know Mm. because um especially online and being it's a competitive industry Mm. and we're competitive dudes naturally and (laughs) we are kind of grow like especially with my kayaking career i was like right if you're not winning you're like you're not working hard enough, sort of thing. If you're not first, you're last. And of course, like that, that's, <laughs> that works really well when you're like trying to win a race and be an athlete or do that thing. But um, in life, um, there's kind of no finish line. So mm. it's like you have to find the peace of the the peace inside and the enjoyment of the actual journey. Because by the time you get to the finish line, anyway, you're like, "Fuck, the journey was the bit." Yeah, you know, that's it. It's like um, achieving whatever it is you like. For me, it was a world championships. When I achieved it, it was like amazing, an amazing feeling. Um, but it was an amazing feeling because the journey was like so turbulent and um, long, and with so many highs and lows. And when, I mean, the fact that there's no finish line in life, or there's no finish line in photography, or um, it's something that you kind of have to come to terms with. And then once you do, then you're like, okay, now I'm now the now I know the journey is this, the juicy bit. Mm. Now I'm going to really sink my teeth into the journey. And yeah. i like all the hard bits are actually teaching me exactly what I need for the next part of my mm. journey. Like I can't get to the next level without getting through this challenge and building the strength and the understanding of my myself um, because it's all needed for that next bit. And I don't know what the next bit is yet, but I've got to get through this bit.
1: I think that's why you have such a beautiful, strong fan base because we all love your journey, man. Like, mm-hmm. it is so beautiful to see your journey. And you, that's why when you do some things like prints and stuff, like, people, like, they're going to love it, man. Because it's, yeah, a, part, so cause it's a part of your journey. And I know it's not something that, that you, um, you know, you, you want to do prints because you want to make a lot of money or whatever. I mm-hmm. just know that it's something that you've been
0: thinking about. But yeah. from the outside looking in, like... You have definitely inspired me to get on the more onto the print game mostly because um the way you describe it as being such a big part of your art Mm. and like a full circle thing for you like it almost is little mini finish lines all the time Mm. when someone buys a print and puts it on the wall maybe they send you an instagram story of it up dude my whole day is different it's just the most beautiful thing that's a little finish line right there
1: it's also why i froth out on photography as well Mm -hmm. because if you can get sharp lenses and sharp cameras you get sharp prints yes you love a bit of gear and it's satisfying
0: Yeah. yeah I'm no, I'm definitely going to get on the print game. I've totally. sold prints before. But, totally. Um, and lots of people have been buying them, appreciating them, and putting them up on their walls. And mm-hmm. I get sent Instagram stories where people finally hang their prints up. And it's, like, so satisfying. I definitely get that feeling. Yeah, man. That full circle feeling that an artist, um, even if it was a painting of mine, someone to put a painting up of mine on the wall, it's a very similar kind of feeling. Um, and I like my favorite sort of idea of how i would like to run my business is being like independently supported through like merch and prints which i am when i do my merch and prints like what? you guys buy them and it just changes my whole world um and so i'd like to thank anybody who's bought any of my prints or merch and especially those who fucking print buy every single one there's a bunch of you out there Yo, who buy every out. single one I love you guys and you know you're just sending me energy to keep me going on my journey I think that's it like that's sort of supporting artists in that way is like keeping them going on their journey and then um, I just hope that I'm delivering and will deliver like a genuine real story of my journey in, th- in ways that I hope that I hope have a positive impact on people and that's just kind of that's the that's the mission
1: Dude, you're, you're doing it. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of merch, what's the search?
0: Oh, yeah. Merch coming, guys. Um, Jumps has seen the design. It looks pretty cool. Fire. I think it's <laughs> I think it's going to be really cool. It's um, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's of a wolf. And it's going to be a really nice print. Um, and it's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. And if anybody feels like supporting the mission, then it's very, very much appreciated. Um, but yeah, I think anything else you want to say to the peeps, Johns? Oh, mate, I love you all. <laughs> yeah, unconditional, <laughs> unconditional all love. Of um, this has been a really chilled, probably everybody's asleep listening to this. We're yeah. so chilled right now. <laughs>
1: if you've made it this far, congratulations. Um, so it's a beautiful day start
0: your day you had a good sleep <laughs> exactly um, I think it's a good place to finish and I look forward to having you on another podcast in the future when we have more stories to tell um, oh I'm going soon it looks like um, in April um, I'm talking to you people out there the audience not you Jumps <laughs> I'm going to Abu Dhabi and Jumps is coming with me I think uh, because uh, I've basically had a confirmation that there's a plus one I'm there And they're keen So if you're keen
1: Can I bring my Fuji? Yeah, you can <laughs> bring your Fuji I'm in
0: <laughs> Okay, cool Amazing So me and jumps are going to go to You're going to go to Australia first Yep, I'll, I'll duck home And then you're going to meet me in Abu Dhabi For a few days of wildness
1: Crikey That's going to be sick Dude, that's going to be amazing I'm And then you're in. going
0: to the Philippines
1: uh, Yeah, then to go to the Philippines, yeah
0: To shoot for Salty Wings
1: um No this one's just, This is a little Like a little retreat Like oh, nice. Some fitness And some, some bis- Businessy stuff Yeah cool. Man. Some home space
0: And then you might Come back To South Africa For Africa burn
1: <sighs> Fingers crossed Ooh. Fingers crossed If man. it's
0: the If it's not Don't worry We're gonna be going Most years That's it <laughs> Um So yeah um, Shit guys I think that's The end of the podcast Thank you so much For listening And I thank you Also for Rating this podcast If you do enjoy it Feel free to give us Some feedback It always, it's super helpful. Um, And yes, from Ben and Jump, sending you all unconditional love. Peace. Peace.